0: Welcome to Episode 1 of In The Huddle, brought to you by Study and Play USA. In The Huddle was created to give students, parents, coaches and athletes an inside look at the journey through US college sport and all that comes with it, the demands, the excitement and the opportunities. In this episode, our very first episode, we'll be interviewing the founders of Study and Play USA, Chris and Alexia Bates. Over the course of the interview, we will get to know them a little bit more and to find out why they started and what Study and Play USA is all about. So let's jump in. Welcome, Chris and Alexia. Let's get started. And um, how exciting is it to be starting a podcast?
1: really exciting look it's um it's something we've been wanting to do for for quite a while, and I think uh the timing is really really good now I think with everyone spending so much time online during during these the coronavirus situation it it's it's feels like the right timing so we can reach a lot of people through podcasts and tell a lot of stories about people and and I think through stories people get inspired that that maybe you know, maybe they can go along this pathway and have the the similar outcomes to to these people. So, you know, being able to provide information to families that can help them um, make a decision on whether this is the right pathway for them and then celebrate some of the successes um, of of student athletes and and those that have finished college. I think that's all things that we've been wanting to do for a while. So um, podcast is a great opportunity to do that.
0: Yeah, it's excellent. It gives people an opportunity to um, listen in the car at home, um, you know, wherever they might be and just really dive into the behind the scenes as to what happens in the, um, us college sport pathway. Um, and just kind of understand a little bit more about the role of study and play. Um, so if we wind the clock back, how did study and play start?
1: Well, Quite, quite honestly, probably accidentally, really, or quite organically in that, um, you know, my, my experience personally was uh, phenomenal. I, I went to a place called Oklahoma State University. I was lucky enough to have a full scholarship to go play tennis there. Uh, and four years later, I traveled across, you know, a lot of America and playing tennis with my with my newfound teammates from all around the world. And, you know, I walked out of there with a business degree that was very uh, reputable and um, came back to Australia and realized a lot of people really were very curious about that pathway and, and maybe, you know, how do we go about doing it? So started helping some people, um, you know, a couple of hours here and there. And then very quickly, 30, 40 hours a week of my time I was giving to, to help people get on the right track. So it just became an, an accidental uh, start, but um, it, it's something that, you know, we're very, very proud of and, and, something that, um, motivates us, you know, daily, you know, ever since then that's, uh, about 15, 16 years ago now.
0: Yeah. Um, and Lex, how did you become involved?
2: Well, it, it really came down to the fact that, you know, we were so busy <laughs> helping so many people. And like Chris said, it was really, um, it was organic in that, you know, we both, had other jobs. Uh, you know, Chris was a teacher, um, and, you know, loved that job. And, and I had a, you know, I had a job that I had been in for 10 years. And to be honest, we got to a point where we were, you know, so busy, um, outside of that helping, you know, families and, and athletes with the U S college pathway that, um, there was really no choice to be honest. And we, we're so passionate about it. it it really we really had no no choice but to um you know go go into it with everything to be honest so that's that is how it started by just sheer busyness um and our love for it really surpassed you know our other roles
0: yeah and chris um you mentioned before that you know you did the u.s college um, scholarship experience can you tell me a little bit about uh what that was like for you
1: yeah well it was a it was a in hindsight the best four years of my life really in terms of growth and and um development for me as a person until he
2: met me let's be clear obviously obviously
1: yeah yeah, yes very pre-marriage absolutely but um that must be must be made very clear (laughs) um but uh look yeah the four years for me really shaped me because i was able to Uh, grow up i guess on the other side of the world whilst playing the sport i loved Um, it helped me realize that i was a very good tennis player but probably not quite good enough to to go professionally which i originally wanted to do Um, it helped me realize i was actually a pretty good student after all which i I probably didn't view myself as a good student prior to college Uh, america has a way of making um you know helping people find i guess themselves and finding you know what they're good at and for me you know my academic achievements over there probably in the end surpassed my tennis achievements in my eyes but then again it's the other there was there were plenty of hurdles for me as well and um i was able to sort of overcome homesickness bouts and um a surgery here and there and all the things that happened for for, you know for a lot of athletes uh, whilst living away from home. So all those types of things held me in good stead. There was such amazing support for me over there. Uh, and look, it's it's getting close to 20 years ago since I finished and um, I still call Oklahoma my second home, which which is yep. probably a tes- testament to, uh, you know, the positive experience that I had.
0: Definitely. Well, how important is it to, um, to end up at the right college? Uh,
1: look, it's it's everything really because you know the whole idea of going to college and you know students will you know do their own research and they'll 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 something will spark an interest in them whether it's watching espn or hearing through other people or looking at online videos youtube about college and they'll start to picture themselves at different places um but those places may not be the right fit for them so um if it's got all the bells and whistles and it's beautifully located on a beautiful beach it doesn't necessarily mean that the that the experience is going to be positive um there's a lot of factors that go into getting the right college you know the coach is really important we we always stress that with our student athletes um the student athlete themselves their attitude is a a crucial part of it you need to need to go into this process open-minded and flexible and um you know, willing to, willing to give things up. I mean, it is it, it, the perfect college doesn't exist. In my opinion, there's always something about a college that would be better at, uh, the, 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 the real colleges with, uh, with, yeah. uh, that tick the boxes better. Um, so it's about embracing the positives of your opportunity and, and, you know, going for it. So yeah, lot lots of things involved in getting the right
2: fit.
0: Yeah. Um, Lex, can you, um, dive in a little bit deeper about what the process is to actually find that right college?
2: Well, it's, you know, when we talk to families, some, something that I like to explain it as is, is a huge jigsaw puzzle and piece by piece, the picture becomes clearer. So the process, there's a lot of trust that's placed in us for the process, you know, with the process and we don't take that on lightly, but, um, you know the process can start as early as year nine you know and there's things that can be done at that stage um but it really comes down to a balance of athletics and academics you know having keeping both you know in the us you're you're a student athlete and student comes first and sometimes for australian students um that balance can be difficult okay so you know, starting the process in, you know, officially in year 11 to, to start working through everything and, and getting everything you need to talk, you know, be in front of coaches, um, you know learning how to speak with coaches. And honestly, the longer that you can have um, in that part of the process, the more likely of your right fit outcome because it educates you. It educates you about what you like and what you don't like. You'll come into this with your own ideas but as you progress, you will be educated, whether it's by us, whether it's by coaches, um, you know, your coach here in Australia, all sorts of things. So for us, the process is in-depth and we like it to be as long as possible, you know, to, to really work with our families. And I have to say that that's something that we love because that means we get to know the, you know, our study and play family so well by the end of this, because we're working with them for so long. Um, and I have to say, you know, that's something that I absolutely love about what we do, um, is those close relationships.
1: Yeah. I think just to quickly expand on that, um, you know, the, the better our relationships, the better it is for the the student really over there because the process, you know they are going to get to know us very well and vice versa so when they're in college they've got a support network back here of people that have been there done that um i think that's a big thing and i think that's comforting for parents as well to know yeah um so if if things do go wrong which inevitably in life you're going to have your moments um, whether it's in america or here or anywhere else but um you know whether it is homesickness whether it's an injury whether it's being dropped from the team for a week or whether it's someone on the team bus really annoying you. Um, <laughs> it can be minor things and be big things. When you're away from home, they can be amplified. So it's nice to have support network uh, back here. We, we love that role um, probably more than any part of the process Absolutely. to be honest.
0: Yeah, because I imagine you're leaving all of your support networks here in Australia to travel into a, you know, a new country um, without mostly without your friends and, and those people that have supported you so far so i imagine it would be a very daunting process to go through um chris what was your experience about leaving australia
1: um yeah well i didn't want to basically i mean I, i've got a i'm youngest of four boys uh, very very close tight family i had traveled a lot as a, as a tennis player prior to that but it was always fleeting trips and it was always never too far from you know a dose of home so The idea of going for four years was initially really daunting for me, but I got a phone call from um, one of the players on the team, actually, who was also Australian, and I'll never forget that. He said, look, come here for a semester. When you get back, Australia won't have floated away from the rest of the world. It'll still be there. Your your family will still be there. You never know, you might come here and love it. Um, The rest is kind of history there. Um, Obviously stayed for four years, but multiple trips back in between and, and that's, you know, that that made it a little easier too. It, it, every semester is just over three and a half months of your life and with breaks in between and opportunities to come home and see family. So, um, yeah, I, I found it hard. There was times, interestingly, the homesickness for me set in as I neared my trip home, not mm-hmm. not, after, not when I arrived in America. It was always the closer I got to arriving home, it seemed to, um, seemed to make myself more homesick.
2: And something, you know, that we see a lot in our student-athletes is that they form friendships very quickly. You know, um, their team becomes family, their coach becomes family. Um, And, you know, American student-athletes or students, they rarely go to college in their hometown. So something to remember that it's not just the internationals, it's almost everyone on campus uh, is away from home so you know very different to the australian university system so um you're around other people in the same boat and that um that can really help combat homesickness because you know everyone's feeling it and they're there to support each other hence the quick forming friendships and long-lasting bonds
0: Mm. you mentioned earlier um that you know the the longer that you can have a relationship with a potential student athlete, the better. Um, At what point for someone listening, should they be thinking about this pathway for themselves?
2: Um, You know, it's, it's never too soon to learn about it. And we are, we are pro education here, you know, in, in that we want to educate people about the pathway and it doesn't matter how early that is, but you know, from an academic point of view, year nine and 10 are the best time to connect with us to learn about the pathway and discuss um, subject selection, which is a critical part of the process, and make sure that you set that up properly. So you can do all of those things without officially or formally committing to the process, but just so that you can, you know, make the first steps in the right direction. Um, to really start the process and to maximize opportunities um our ideal time is the beginning of year 11. um and there's a to start the process that is there's and there's a lot of reasons but um you know the main ones is that year 11 and 12 here in australia is really full-on um it's far more full-on for an australian high school student than, than a u.s high school student so um to be able to have two years to work through that process um you know it allows um time to maximize opportunity to speak with as many coaches as possible to help find that right fit and to be educated about the process but it also allows the student to really enjoy what they have going on here in Australia as well. There's a lot of milestones that happen in those years. Okay. Whether it's semi-formals, formals, formals, um, graduation, um, you know, all sorts of things. Um, and it's really important to enjoy this process as much as, as well as get the most out of it. So yeah, ideally, you know, starting in the beginning of year eleven is is the best time. You know, year twelve is not certainly not too late at all. It just means that we're you know having to condense things a little bit.
0: Yeah, um, and like at the moment, obviously, everybody knows the big sports in terms of college sport. Um, what what are some of the emerging sports at the moment?
1: Um, look, one of the ones we've seen massive growth in in the last. You know four or five years as rugby uh, on, on both the men's and women's side um, you know so for example you know those listening you might have uh, you know seen the success of the the American um, sevens teams on both the women's and men's side they put a lot of money into that when Americans put money into sport they invariably do well because they do have an amazing population of good athletes and, and, and raw athletes. But I suppose for Australians playing rugby, um, the opportunities over there have really increased because, you know, even though they do have such amazing athletes over there, um, we've got the nuances of the game that we've grown up with here that, that become really valuable to the coaches over there. So it's nice to have an Aussie on the team who can play that role of being almost like a, you know, an assistant coach on the field whilst developing their own game, Um mm-hmm. So rugby rugby's a big one. Look, every every year, generally, there are emerging sports that, that are considered. Um, you know, beach volleyball is a reasonably uh, recent one as well. Um, you know, believe it or not, 10-pin bowling was uh, emerged a few years ago. 10-pin bowling is a scholarship sport. Um, yeah, so there's a whole range. Um, but, yeah, generally, around about 25 uh, sponsored or scholarship sports.
0: Yeah. And now obviously you're both, uh, in Australia. Um, what, what would a normal year look like? Um, you're obviously working with, uh, US time zones, Australian, and I know for a fact that there's other countries that you work in. Like, how do you, how do you both manage all of that? Uh,
2: it's, it's a balance. <laughs> it's exciting. Um, for us, um, mm. You know, there are a lot of early mornings and there are a lot of late nights, you know, with time zone differences. Um, But what we love is we have our day here in Australia and we wake up to everything that comes in from the U.S. And that's the best feeling, you know, seeing all of that coach communication come through overnight, opportunities for our student athletes as well as updates from our student athletes in the U.S. Uh, So I think that's a pretty cool part of what we do is almost 2 days in one um, but yeah it takes it takes a lot of a lot of management a lot of time um, management but also we have a tremendous team that work with us so um, it is not just on our shoulders it we have a, a fabulous team who are equally as passionate about the pathway they they've either done it themselves um, experienced it themselves they're either former teachers you know, or parents themselves so that they ha- they're so passionate about um, this pathway. So we all really work together, um, you know, across all those different time zones and, and all those different roles that we play.
0: Mm. And Chris, did you ever imagine that this is where you would, would be at the moment after, you know, starting with tennis and then being a teacher um, and now study and play?
1: Uh, no, I didn't think I'd be doing this. I, I I tell this story very very often to to students who um get a little bit stressed about having to, you know, picking what they want to study at at um at university. Um and I think my my story and there's so many other people like me obviously, but you know, I I was staring into the, you know, out the window I guess in year 10 dreaming of playing a Wimbledon and being a professional tennis player name up in lights. Um, to then running out of money while pursuing that dream and going to college in America. Um, Initially, temporarily, I wasn't planning on staying for four years, probably initially. Four years later, getting a business degree, then working in America for a little bit, coming back to Australia, deciding one day I want to be a teacher. So pursuing that um, and then some coaching as well. And then as, as, as we know, accidentally falling into the Study and Play USA role. So... I guess that's a good lesson for kids to realize that, um, you know, there's no, uh, there's no secret or one way to, to getting, uh, to, to, f- to figure out what you want to be doing in life is just, you know, whatever you are doing at the time, do it to the best of your ability and, um, you know, opportunities will come your way. So, uh, but yeah, very, very happy that we've, uh, uh, landed here and, you know, this is, yeah, we're living the dream, I guess. It's a pretty awesome job. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. And I mean, now up to launching a podcast, um, what are some of the plans that you have going forward to deliver through the podcast?
2: Uh, yeah, we're really excited about the podcast. Um, you know, Chris and I, will end our team, we talk about, you know, college sports, student athletes, the opportunity 24-7. And, you know... I could I, we could talk about it forever and we have so many stories and so many experiences. We've met so many great people throughout the 15, 16 years we've been doing this. Um, so it's really a culmination of all of those things. That's what the podcast is going to be. There's going to be um, you know talking with student athletes who have graduated who are, who are living you know that experience now, as well as you know parents' perspectives. But not just that, there's going to be, you know, so many other, um, you know, interviews with different people who, you know, can help our student athletes, um, as well as just, you know, Australian students who might be in year eight and, you know, thinking about this pathway and not necessarily, um, you know, got their heart set on it just yet, but there's so much that they can take out of it as well
1: yeah absolutely I think it's um yeah this this pathway is not about placing kids into college for us at all that that's part of it, obviously, but it's what happens when they get there and it's also the process to getting there. so this is just one big um personal development um you know journey really for these kids and and the way we see it is whenever we first meet them and for some you know, we met with a family with a, with a daughter in year seven this week. You know, if she ends up going to college, then and then finishing college, that's that's a ten-year union between us and, and that family. And there's no reason why it need to needs to finish there either. Um, like we're very interested in the futures of these kids and and where college leads as well. So we're going to try and um, bring the audience. You know a lot of perspectives from, as Alexia said, parents and students themselves, former students, students on their way to college, um, people in America, so American coaches as well, and and um, their perspectives on, on you know and, and advice I suppose for families and on how to best maximize this. So uh, and there's a few surprises coming as well. We think we're going to have a few special guests that that that, are, that people are going to want to get to meet.
0: Yeah, that's very exciting. Well, I just want to thank you both for taking the time to to chat. Um, It was really good just to learn a little bit more about study and play in your own personal experiences. So thank you very much. Thank you.
1: Pleasure.